Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, on the Fantasy Sports YouTube live stream, on Twitter, on Twitch. So many ways you can hear your boy, Speeds, The Spittin' Statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. I got to tell you, though, the easiest way to catch your boy, Speeds, just subscribe to the podcast this way. Whenever it comes, you get it live and direct to your phone, and you can be down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We got a good show for you tonight, okay? First of all, shout out to my boys down there in the fantasy pit of misery. We got my guy, Mikey Florio, one of my best friends forever, and we got Danny Otto. He's going to be monitoring the chat room, seeing what the Stats Over Beat Cypher has to say, and we have a couple of questions that we are going to throw out to the Stats Over Beat Cypher, okay? First of all, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on when we put the fun in functional sports. Uh, The A's and the Giants, you know, they had their little crosstown rivalry to end spring training. Check this out. It was at uh, the Coliseum, so the A's were home, right? It cost, for the parking lot to get in, it cost $30 for A's fans, $50 for Giants fans, which is, first of all, absolutely ridiculous to pay $50 for parking. But check this out. If you were a Giants fan and you looked into the camera and you said, hey, let's go A's, then they only charge you $30 to get in. So my question, and it is a poll question for us on Twitter. Hit me up, follow me, at Spittin' Speeds. Is $20 or a $20 discount enough for you to forsake your team and start cheering for a rival? We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. You can vote as well on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. We're going to talk about that. We are going to do my final part of Division by Division previews. We got to get into the NL Central, and we got to talk about the bats, the offense in the NL Central. I'll go team by team, tell you who I like for your fantasy team. I'll give you a diamond in the rough. I'll give you some fugazis that you need to forget about as well. We will also turn our attention to the NFL. We are in a very interesting time of the year the free agent waves have sort of finished up we're seeing some trades happening we're seeing a lot of guys get cut we're seeing a lot of trade rumors also going into the nfl draft which is at this point only a month away you know we'll bring it live and direct to you here on the fantasy sports network so we got all that we got the poll question. We'll have some fun. And as usual, we got another rapping athlete to critique. This one is a little bit different than every other one we have had so far. Keep it locked right here to Fantasy Freestyle, and I will tell you exactly how this rapping athlete is different. But let's get it started right here. News and notes from around the NFL today. Okay, I mentioned it before that 
this offseason, they were going to have to redefine a catch, and today it happened. The owners passed the new rule 32-0. to zero. Hashtag, they all caught it. You know, they all grabbed it, right? They all got what is going to be a new catch. Here are the two most important pieces of the new catch rule, and to be quite honest, hats off to the NFL. I think they did it right. I think they finally got it right. Okay, first of all, this idea of going to the ground and maintaining possession as you go to the ground is now a thing of the past. We saw last season, like Sterling Shepard in week two, against Philadelphia, made a catch, had his two feet inbounds in the end zone, rolled, you know, to the sidelines by the cheerleaders and whatnot, then let go of the ball, and it was an incomplete. The Megatron catch from back in the day against, I believe it was the Chicago Bears, that would now be a catch. And here's the other part, okay? Besides this going to the ground rule, which is obviously very important, here's the other part they changed. They simplified it, okay, and they said it's two feet down and a football move, like turning up field, getting ready, any kind of football move. This is what it used to be, okay? And this would also have made, oh, I don't know, Jesse James's catch in week like 14 or 15, Steelers against the Patriots, playoff altering. He took two feet, made a lunge into the end zone. That would have been a catch. And obviously, as well, Des Bryant in the playoffs against the Packers a few years back. When you extend for the pylon, I think that's a football move. That would have been a catch as well. But I like what they're doing here. This was not, however, the only rule that they talked about today in the owners' meetings. Okay, They also added a targeting rule, kind of like NCAA, right? kind of like college football. They cannot, you cannot now like lead with your head, put your head down and lead. That will be targeting. That will not only be a personal foul. They are saying that people who suffer targeting penalties may be ejected. Okay, so you might be able to get ejected for a targeting. Remember, they are trying to take these hits out of the game altogether. I got to tell you, though, I don't know if I agree with this, okay, because what you're doing now is once again making it hard for people to play defense, once again shortening the strike zone and making it tougher. You know what I think this is going to wind up being? Call it right now. Listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. We are going to see a spike in knee injuries, in leg injuries, because everybody's going to be going low. You can't go for the head anymore because you're going to get a penalty. You're going to get a fine. You might get ejected. People are going to start going low. And what's that? That means ACLs better watch out in the NFL in 2018. We got news since I last spoke to you. The Giants have been busy. JPP was traded to the Bucks for a third-round pick and then a swap of fourth-round picks as well. Why are they doing this? The Giants are looking to save the money, okay? This saves them not the $17.5 million that JPP is owed, but only $2.5 million. All right, $2.5 million of cap space, and obviously they get the third-round pick as well. Is this a good haul for the Giants? I'm not so sure. What are they trying to do here? Are they just clearing them off the book? Or are they really trying to hit the reset button? Are they maybe targeting a guy like Bradley Chubb with the number two overall pick? I don't think so. Here's what I think they're doing. I think they are targeting a guy like Bradley Chubb, but not at number two overall. I believe the Giants are getting offers left and right for number two overall, especially since their crosstown rivals, the New York Jets, just traded up to number three. You know they want a quarterback, right? So, if you're a team... Like the Buffalo Bills. If you're a team 
like the Miami Dolphins and you could have been in the market for a quarterback and you were thinking about going up, now where are you going up to? You're going up to number two overall in the Giants pick. The Giants are open for business. I believe they're fielding offers and they're thinking that they're going to trade down and then they may target a guy like Chubb to replace JPP on that line. Here's the other thing that's happening when it relates to the Giants. John Mara is talking, a lot of people are chirping, and Odell Beckham may no longer be long for this franchise, okay? Owner Mara is saying that he's, quote-unquote, and this is at the owners' meetings, tired of discussing Odell's antics, okay? Now, you know, whether it's the kicking net, whether it's, you know, videos we're seeing of him, you know, with white substances, whether it's all these other antics that he comes out with, they're just getting tired of it. It sounds like the price would be pretty steep. It would be at least a first round pick. My guy Mike Florio was telling me down there in the pit of misery that, you know, there were some reports out there that the Rams were talking about like multiple picks and a guy like Tavon Austin. But why would the Giants or any team ever take on Tavon Austin? Austin's contract, that's a cut liability in my opinion. But keep an eye on this, okay? Odell Beckham may not be with the Giants. And if there's going to be a move, it's going to happen right around the draft in the next month or two. Also, you need to know other people that are kind of in limbo, all right? You got John Elway over there in Denver. He is non-committal on running back C.J. Anderson's future with the team. When a team is non-committal, that means, listen, if they got the right price, they going to trade you. They will, in fact, move you. Okay, remember... They like Devontae Booker, okay? They got some other guys there. Maybe they're in the market to grab a running back in the draft as well. They might be moving on from C.J. Anderson. Keep an eye out for that. Another guy that I think is in the same boat. Go to New Orleans. Look at the tight end position. Kobe Fleener, I think, could also be in this kind of situation. The Saints seem to still be in the market for other tight ends that are out there, okay? We heard about... Um, who was it? Austin Safarian Jenkins took a visit down there. Uh, we thought Jimmy Graham might have wound up down there. There's a couple of other. Ebron took a visit down there. It seems like the Saints are in the tight end market, which means they don't like Fleener. I think Fleener could be a cap casualty or a trade piece moving into the draft. And if you think about Odell, why wouldn't the Giants do the same thing with Brandon Marshall? Save themselves about five, six million dollars in cap space and be done with that guy, whether he is a cut or a piece of trade. Bait. Other things, little one-year deals that are out there. Brock Osweiler with the Miami Dolphins. I think that's interesting. The only piece of that that could be is that he's reunited with Adam Gaze, right? So that's when he did well over there that one season when he was there in Denver. Maybe getting reunited with the Gaze offense is good for the Brock Lobster. I don't think so. I think he'll be behind Tannehill. And like I said, I think the Dolphins are actually going to be in the market for quarterback early in the draft. Alan Hearns also signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Hearns is going to be someone, I think, that can push Terrence Williams to be that number two receiver opposite Dez. You know, you got Cole Beasley in the slot. Dez is obviously your outside X receiver. But could Alan Hearns push Terrence Williams? I think that is an interesting fit. In the same vein, the Jets have signed Terrell Pryor to a one-year deal. This could guy could be a red zone opportunist. You know, they lost Austin Safarian Jenkins. And his, you know, his touchdowns, but also his fumbles on the pylon that turn, you know, that turn to be touchbacks for the other team. So could uh, TP Terrell Pryor be uh, the new red zone target for whoever is the quarterback in New York? And then here's the deal that I really wanted to talk about this uh, week. Indomitian Sue. 
signs a one-year, $14 million deal with the Los Angeles Rams, okay? I think this is big. I think what the Rams have done in this offseason, if you're someone who, you know, uh, you know, after the Super Bowl, kind of don't pay attention for about a month and a half, and now you're starting to hear, oh, free agency stuff, oh, draft prep, and you're back here on the Fantasy Sports Network, you're back with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, you're back with your boy Spitting Speeds here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm here to tell you, the Rams are doing big things, okay? especially on the defensive side of the ball. They had one of the top three offenses in the NFL with McVay, the rising quarterback of Jared Goff. You know, they found things in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup last year. Todd Gurley was an MVP candidate. They bolstered that offensive line. This year, they are looking to address the defensive side of the ball. Wade Phillips now has some toys. In the secondary, they already traded and got Aqib Tlaib. They already traded and got Marcus Peters in that secondary. I think they got Sam Shields as well. You know you have, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the NFL. I said it. I say it again. The best defensive player in the NFL already on that defensive line in Aaron Donald. You now put Ndamukong Sue on the other side of that 3-4? And that's a problem. That's a problem. Let's, let's think about this. Your tackles, if you're facing these Rams, your tackles are facing these edge rushers. Right, Your guards have to be heads up on these three defensive linemen. And what are you going to do? You can't double team both Sue and Errol Donald. They are going to get quick pressure up the middle. And then when you think about Tlaib and Peters as press man corners, that's going to be a problem. Like Russell Wilson needs to adopt the crying Michael Jordan facing them twice a year. Jimmy Garops needs to adopt the crying Michael Jordan facing them twice a year. And Sam Darnold, boy... I don't know if you're going to make it out of that game at the Coliseum this year because you're already made of, like, eggs or Chad Pennington's knees or, uh, you know, or uh, what's that tight end in, in Washington? You know, Jordan Reed's knees, in essence, is what all of Sam Bradford is made of. And when he has Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald coming quick over the guards, that is a problem. So to me, the Rams, what up? The Rams are a big winner. What up? The Rams are a big winner in free agency so far. The other big winner to me is my other NFC champion prediction right now. I think the NFC championship game, if you look at it right now, I think the Rams are going to be in it, and I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to be in it. They made the big move. They got Kirk Cousins, but don't get it twisted on the defensive side of the ball. To add to what was already a top three defense, they got themselves Sheldon Richardson in the middle of that line, and I like that as well. So it makes me think, though, what are the teams that are on the inverse? The teams that either lost a lot, in free agency or the teams that did not fill their needs that they had and are now going to have to look to the draft. That's what I want to talk to you guys about right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Here are some teams that I think still need a facelift, whether it is, you know, in free agency or whether it's by getting big time talent in the draft at st- at skill positions that you will need for your fantasy football team. I got five teams I want to talk to you about, okay? The first one is the Tampa Bay Bucks? Okay, yes, they signed Mike Evans. Yeah, they got Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, they're out there on the wide receiver tip, but they need a running back. 
They let Doug Martin go. Do you believe in pop quiz, jock quiz, Rodgers? I don't think so. I think these guys, the Tampa Bay Bucks, are prime in the running back market. Maybe it's a guy like C.J. Anderson coming from Denver. Maybe. I think they have the number seven overall pick. Do they think Saquon Barkley is going to fall that far? I don't. I think they're going to need to address running back right away, the Tampa Bay Bucks. But remember, this draft is running back rich. If you don't get Saquon Barkley, you could get Geis. You could get Ronald Jones. You could get Penny. You could get Sony Michelle. There's a lot of options. Look for the Bucks to be in the running back market in the lead up to the draft and on draft day. Another team that I think needs to uh, boost themselves up a little bit is the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, they lost Dante Moncrief, Yaman, Yaman Creef. They lost them to Jacksonville, I believe. Okay, yeah, they signed, who'd they get? They signed Eric Ebron. Is that enough to make up for Moncrief? I'm not sure, but they let Frank Gore go as well. They are going to be a team that I think needs to fill the running back load as well. Do you believe in Marlon Mack? I certainly don't. They are at the sixth spot, just one ahead of Tampa Bay. Could Saquon fall if all these teams are quarterback hungry want you know uh Quentin Nelson in the first five picks want Derwin James in the first five picks could the running back Saquon fall to the Colts at six or the Bucks at seven these are two teams that need to swoop them on up you got the Bucks you got the Colts I'm gonna give you three other teams one for me is the Carolina Panthers okay the Carolina Panthers they need weapons around camp They lost Jonathan Stewart. They have CMC McCaffrey. They have Funchess. But that's about it. Greg Olson is talking about doing play-by-play in, like, the Monday Night Football booth. And he's, you know, getting on in years anyway. You got Funchess, but is he really a true number one? Samuel, their second-round pick, has some kind of ankle or Achilles injury. He doesn't have a timeline yet. You need to augment your offense or else it's going to be Cam and CMC and not a whole lot else. And in that division with the Falcons, with the Saints, you need some offense, and they're going to need to do that in Carolina. Carolina's a team, I think, that needs to upgrade offensive skill positions. Tampa Bay needs to upgrade offensive skill positions. I talked about the Indianapolis Colts. I got two more for you. One is the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are, in my opinion, in trouble. They lost uh, Paul Richardson, right? And that's not a huge loss, right? They still got Dougie Baldwin. They never had a running back. Do you believe in Carson? Do you believe in Mike Davis? You certainly don't believe in feast mode, fat Eddie Lacy, right? You don't believe in Thomas Rawls is gone. What are they going to do? They are also taking so many losses on the defensive side of the ball, right? It used to always be, oh, but their defense can carry them. Oh, and their home field advantage can carry them. Don't look now. They lost Sherman this offseason. They lose Michael Bennett. This offseason, there's rumors abound about Earl Thomas. Their defense is going to take a step back. So offense needs to, you know, balance it out a little bit. And I don't think they have the horses besides Russell Wilson. They lost Paul Richardson. They lost Jimmy Graham. What are they going to do? They are in the market for a running back. I also think they need a pass catcher to go ahead with Doug Baldwin as well. They are a team that I believe still needs some weapons. And the fifth team I'll give you that needs some weapons, in my opinion, is still the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they got Michael Crabtree. I get you. Big deal. They cut Jeremy Macklin, so they lost that. They lost Mike Wallace as well. They lost Danny Woodhead to retirement. None of these are huge, but what did they really have anyway? Did you believe in the River Dancer, Alex Collins? Did you believe in Mike Wallace? 
you know, do you believe in Ben Watson or something like that? They need guys in the twilight of Joe Flacco's career to support that team as well. So keep an eye on those teams, whether it be on some of these retreads that are now moving around or maybe still looking to get cut. The guys I talked about, like C.J. Anderson, Brandon Marshall, and others. You know, or do they try to address these needs early in the draft? Keep an eye on the Panthers, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Ravens, and definitely the Tampa Bay Bucks in the running back market. Let me know what you guys think, what teams you think need a facelift at fantasy skill positions. You know, you could always holler at me at Spittin' Speeds. You could also holler at me, you know, in the little chat that we got here in the Stats Over Beats Cypher. But I am remiss if I didn't tell you about what we do here. Uh, I got a great DFS site for you. I got a great DFS site for you. And I got to tell you something. I had a question. I had um, a listener ask me on Twitter um, last week. A big shout out to uh, Blake Jacobs. You know, he's down with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. He hit me up on Twitter and he asked me, what is the best site? To, to like run to run like DFS or to play in my season longs. And I told him. I told him it's real simple. If you got to go DFS, you got to go to www.fantasyfactor.com. Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. There are flatter prize pools. There are smaller fields. There's single entry contests. You don't want to compete with these guys with their algorithms throwing in 50, 100 lineups, okay? Fantasy Factor also, they run NHL and NBA free rolls every week. Free entry. You just register, sign up, and you make it happen. www.fantasyfactor.com. This guy, Blake Jacobs, he also asked me, what do I do on my season long? You know, he said he's a little tired of Yahoo, a little tired of ESPN. I told him where he needs to go, he needs to go to Fantrax. Fantrax, they're doing big things, okay? It's the greatest platform, in my opinion, for your season longs. You get to do things like... You know, uh, multi-team trades. They have that function. I think that's really cool. They got a whole lot of other good stuff over there at Fantrax. Check them out. They got some content over there as well. But they are a great platform for your season-long fantasy site. All right, so I wanted to tell you about those spots real quick. But here's what we're doing. We got to move over to baseball because it is opening day on Thursday. Okay, it is opening day on Thursday, and so you may still have some drafts you got to get done, and I got to finish off my division-by-division previews. We did almost every division so far, both the pitching and the offense, where we still got to, you know, tie a nice, neat little bow here, is the NL Central, the bats of the NL Central. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go team by team. I'm going to give you my scare rankings from 5 to 1 of the offenses in the NL Central. I'll give you some diamonds. I'll give you some fugazis, guys to forget about. And uh, then you'll be ready for opening day. Late week when I do the pod, what I'll do is I'll give you my my picks for superlatives. You know, my ALNL MVP, Cy Young. And I'll tell you where the value is on the ALNL pennant. I'll tell you where the value is for the World Series predictions. That's later on. But let's get to this NL Central in terms of the bats. My fifth and worst offense in the NL Central is the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Here's the thing. These guys, they lost Kutch. You know, um... They're, they're, they're looking to move other people. I don't, think, I don't think Josh Harrison is long for this team. Okay, He's probably their best offensive player at this point. I don't think he stays the year with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And here's the thing. Starlin Marte, to me, I'm off him. I'm off him big time. Might he still get you 35 steals? Maybe. But here's the thing with him. Remember he had that 80-game suspension for PEDs last year? Well... Looks like it might have sapped some of his power. Check this out. 
I don't know how Marte is still ranked as like a top 15 outfielder. His ISO, his isolated power is down from 162 where it used to be, which is valid for a guy who runs, all the way down to 104. That's like Billy Hamilton levels. So if you're going to get a, a no-power outfielder for speed, I'd rather get Billy Hamilton. And it's like, oh, 90 ISO. You know, Marte's is not much. Yeah, he'll get 35 and 40 steals. So, But don't expect to get the power as well. Don't expect to get that the, the counting stats as well. I do, however, like on Pittsburgh, I like Josh Bell, their first baseman. I think he's worth a flyer later on in draft. This is a real, like, a three-true outcome kind of guy, okay? He had 26 homers, and that's great, but um, his K rate needs to, uh, needs to uh, continue to drop, okay? His K rate has gone down from 19%, which is crazy, all the way down to 12%. I like that. If that continues dropping, then I think Josh Bell can be a nice little corner infielder for you or a nice little first baseman value later on in drafts. But I still don't expect much out of the Pirates offense. That's why they are fifth for me in the NL Central. Fourth for me in the NL Central. We go to... The Cincinnati Reds. I already talked to you about Billy Hamilton. Listen, Billy Hamilton, his ISO, his isolated power, is 0-9-0. Do not expect much out of Billy Hamilton other than steals, but boy, will you get steals. His last four years, 56, 57, 58, 59 stolen bases. Looks like he's about to get 60 this year if the trend continues. I do still think he'll be in that leadoff spot, you know, and I think he's worth it. I think he's a valuable player, especially in Roto Leagues, because the stolen base is disappearing around the league. So if you can get 60 and lock it in with a guy like Billy Hamilton, I like that. There are not many people who are going to get you 50-plus stolen bases this year. I can think of three. Billy Hamilton is one of them. D. Gordon is another. And Trey, 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 oh, Trey, Trey, Trey Turner is the third. These are guys that I think you can lock in for 50-plus steals, barring injury. So if you can get one of these guys, I'm okay with it. The rest of them, I mean, come on. You know Votto is still a top three or four first baseman, okay? This is a guy, he's averaged 320 over his last couple of years. If you're in a league that's batting average over something like on-base percentage or OPS, Joey Votto is a great first baseman to grab, okay? And in this world of launch angle and stuff, he's going for hard contact. He's going for hard contact. He may be one of the best pure hitters in Major League Baseball, so you got to love Votto, okay? Adam Duvall, I'm off him. If you need cheap power late in drafts, that's okay. Yeah, he'll hit 30 home runs, but he'll also strike out over a quarter of the time. His strikeout rate at 27%. If you're in any kind of league that's not a three true outcomes, that way you just suffer the batting average. I don't like Duvall. I do like Eugenio Suarez, though. I think Suarez can wind up in the top 12 of third base. I think he is a sleeper, in my opinion. He's entering his age 26 season, so you got to think the incline continues for a guy like Suarez. And here's the thing. His walk rate has gone up. I know if my man Mike Florio, my best friend forever, is down there, I know he likes Suarez as well. He's got to like the fact that over the last year, his walk rate, Suarez, went up from 8% to 13%. If you get a guy going into his age 26 season that has that incline in walk rate, it's trending up, and the power is real, the power is there. He plays in the right ballpark, the great American small park, as well. But not much else around there, so Cincinnati is my fourth offense in the NL Central. As we go to number three, 
Give me the St. Louis Cardinals as the number three offense in the NL Central. I got to tell you, though, one of my fugazes is Marcel Ozuna. I know Marcel Ozuna had a sick year in 2017, okay? He hit 312 with 37 homers, 124 ribbies, but I'm telling you right now, do not pay with those expectations in mind. Do not pay the auction price. Do not draft them in, like, the fourth round. Marcelo Ozuna, he is not going to reach those numbers this year. Let me tell you why. First, I never like guys changing teams. I think there's always a kind of little adjustment period at the beginning of the year for him to get his feel. So that's one reason. Number two, Marcelo Ozuna last year had a 355 BABIP. That's batting average on balls in play. That's supposed to be around 300, especially if you're not a speedster like Billy Hamilton or Marte that we've already discussed, okay? His BABIP of 355 means that Ozuna got incredibly lucky last year. No way he hits 312 again. He's going to be down around 275, 280. I think the power numbers regress a little bit as well. He also doesn't have the protection in the lineup. He had Stanton and Yelich. And Gordon with him. What does he have now? Tommy Pham? DeJong? I don't think the protection in the lineup is as good. So Ozuna is a Fugazi for me. Fowler, is he going to be their cleanup hitter? Come on now. I don't think that works. Uh, Yadier Molina is going into his age 36 season. Are you believing in a guy like Jed Jerko? I'm certainly not. Tammy Pham, Tommy Pham, he had a huge, he had a huge jump. At age 30, that doesn't really happen. He hit 306 with 23 homers and 73 ribbies last year. This after a season right before that, hitting 226 with nine homers. Which one is he? Are you really going to, you know, count on Tommy Pham in the middle of that lineup? I think that's what Ozuna has around him. I know this Carpenter and others, but Ozuna to me, Fugazi in the NL Central when it comes to offenses, but still there's enough to piece it together for the Cardinals to be number three in the NL Central. When we look at the number two offense, I like what Milwaukee is doing. There are a lot of brewers that I am targeting in drafts. There are a lot of brewers that I will grab as values in auction. My boy Florio down there in the pit of misery knows because I stared him down for one of them at the GDD uh, auction on Saturday. The best friends forever team outbid me for one of these guys and that was third baseman Travis Shaw. I think Travis Shaw is a diamond in the rough. He is listed right now as something like Third, like the number 11 or 12 third baseman, I think he can be a top six or seven. I think he's going to push for the, uh, you know, there's the top five guys. You know, you got your Arenados, you got your Machados, you got your Donaldsons, you got your Bryants, you know, and those guys are going to be there, right? But outside of those top elite guys, there's no reason Shaw can't do it like anybody else. He's going to be better than Justin Turner this year. I think he's better than Miguel Sano this year even. I think he's better than Suarez. Okay, I, I think he could threaten a guy like Josh Donaldson. I really, really do. This is a guy who has been, you know, ascending, now has Yelich and Kane at the top of that order. It's going to have guys like Tims and Braun around them, which I like. But look at his specific deeper stats. Okay, his strikeout rate. 
going down three points. His walk rate going up three points. This is a guy who I think is going to be a huge beneficiary of the run of the, the guys on base. He had 101 ribbies last year. I think he has more than that this year. I like Travis Shaw. I like I like Christian Yelich. This is a guy who's like a professional hitter now moving to that Milwaukee ballpark. I like Lorenzo Cain going from Kansas City to that Milwaukee ballpark, okay? The question for me in this lineup is Jonathan VR. Where is Jonathan VR going to hit in this lineup? Is he going to steal 23 bases or is he going to be up again near the top in the one or two hole and steal 60 like he did in 2016? Okay, but I like this lineup. Again, you got Braun, you got Tims, you got some others, you got Santana in there as well. I like this lineup. They are my second best lineup. I think there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of value in there. The Milwaukee Brewers, and number one, obviously, is the Chicago Cubs. Listen, I don't got to tell you between Brian and Schwarber, Contreras. Contreras, to me, is the number two catcher. Along with Buster Posey, right? You got Gary Sanchez. But outside of that, you got Contreras and Posey. This is a top three catcher, okay? And what I want to tell you about the Cubs is look at your league, whether it's on Fantrax, whether it's on Yahoo, whether it's on ESPN, wherever it is, and check Anthony Rizzo's eligibility, okay? Anthony Rizzo played over 10 games at second base last year. There are some formats where he has second base eligibility. If you can get Rizzo... At second base, that is nice, and that'll be consistent. You know, a 285 hitter with 30-some-odd homers, 100 ribbies. If you can get that out of your second base position, you got to like that. Bryant is going to have—listen, they consider Chris Bryant having a down year last year, hitting 295 with 29 homers and 75 or so ribbies. He's going to have a bounce-back year in the middle of that lineup. I like the Cubs. They're the best offense in the NL Central, and you got a lot of fantasy goodness. I already talked about it. I got diamonds in the rough, Travis Shaw and Eugenio Suarez. I think these two third basemen are going to return huge value if you miss out on the Machado, the Donaldson, the Bryants, the Arenados. Okay, if you miss out on that level, wait and get yourself either Travis Shaw or Eugenio Suarez. And my Fugazis, to recap, I told you about Sterling Marte with that ISO drop. He's lost the protection in his lineup, and maybe he needed those roids. Who knows? He ain't going to be on my team. And, of course, as I told you about Marcel Ozuna, I do not like him. Let's keep it moving, though, here. On the fantasy freestyle, what I got to do is I got to tell you about somebody else. We told you about Fantasy Fractor. I got to tell you about my peeps. We've been doing this partnership with the Fantasy Sports Network for a while now, and it's DKMS, okay? If you're a fan of the Fantasy Freestyle, if you know about the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you clearly know about this. But every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor within their family, but that's how you can help. Go to dkms.org slash fantasy today and sign up online to register as a donor. DKMS will send you a swab kit. It literally takes a minute to do. You swab each of your cheeks and you send it back to them. That's it. You're done. DKMS will then try to match you up with a person who is in need of a donation. The process is easy, but best of all, you can actually save someone's life. We're not talking in fantasy. We're not talking about, oh, this is my fantasy player. We're talking about real life. You can save someone's life. Go to DKMS.org slash fantasy to see how you can help. All right. Here in the Fantasy Freestyle, as you know, we put the fun in functional sports radio. So we got the poll question that's up right now. I want to know, is, you know, $20 enough for you to kind of, you know, abandon your fandom 
if need be, like they did with the Giants and the A's. Right now, 53% of you on Twitter are saying, never. I would never do that. It is the principle involved. 27% of you are saying, eh, you wouldn't do it for $20, but maybe a larger price. Okay, so uh, maybe for a little bit more, you would do it, right? And then some of you, uh, only 20% of you are saying, hey, sure, no big deal. I'll do it. So that's what we want to ask you guys. I want to hear what you guys are saying in the fantasy, in the fantasy, uh, you know, fantasy freestyle stats over beat cipher. We've got a chat room going up right now as well. What I want to do is at this point, I want to bring in my man, Danny Otto, Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Um, are you down there, Danny? I'm here. How you doing, Danny? Let me ask you something. Who's your favorite team? I know you're, uh, who's your like baseball team? Baseball's Yankees. You're a Yankees fan? Yes. Okay. For twenty dollars, would you look into a camera and say, "Let's go Red Sox"? In like, in like Yankees gear. Wait, I'm I'm allowed to wear Yankees gear, but I have to say, "Let's go Red Sox." Yeah, it would be like you going into Fenway Park, and they like pretty much because they want to have this footage so that they can like make fun of you. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it for twenty bucks. Would you do it for a hundred bucks? Crickets mean you're thinking. Yeah, it becomes it becomes, it becomes an issue, huh? A little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> all right, all right. So it sounds like Danny that you are part of the 27 percent right now who say you wouldn't do it for 20, but you know there is a price on your fandom and on your soul. Yes. All right. On my fandom. On your fandom. <laughs> uh, on your fandom. Fair enough. I think that's very interesting. I don't know if I'd do it. I don't think I would do it. You know, uh, team president over there, the A's, this guy Dave Cavill, said in a press release, quote, unquote, any Giants fan who yells, go A's into the camera at the parking gates will only be charged $30 to enter Oakland Coliseum. I don't know. I don't know. Is If Florio's still there, I know he's a big Mets fan. Would he scream like "Go Phillies" in his Mets garb? Uh, ask Ask Florio if he'd do it for uh, for fifty bucks. All right, and let me know because I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think I would. You know, I'm a you big said, Yanks fan. Uh, I don't think I would do this Red Sox. I don't think I'd do it for fifty. I don't think I'd do it for a hundred. I think we need to talk four digits in order for me to do it. But uh, what Florio say? Florio said Florio said probably not for fifty. What about a hundred, Florio? He said the higher the money, the more likely he is to do it. So a hundred solid analysis out of Mike Florio right there. <laughs> so with more money, there'd be a greater chance that he would do it. Interesting. That's where you get the hot takes. You can get the hot takes from Mike Florio on Fantasy BFFs every day. I don't know what time slot it's in these days, but um, you can get those kind of hot, scalding hot takes from Mike Florio that the more money he's offered, the greater chance he would do it. Scalding hot. So hot that he sweats steam. Check it out, Danny. Here's what I want to do. If uh, people have been here on the Fantasy Freestyle the last few weeks, when we do the early week pod here, we come on inside studio 34 we have been doing a different rapping athlete and we've been breaking it down and that's how we're going to end the show today as well um danny last week was marvin bagley right and we really liked what he was doing right he he was he was coming with some relevant actual flow he had some good production value even in some famous features and um you know like uh over the scanner for the cops i thought that was interesting today we have someone as well we have tory thompson you know who Tory Thompson is, Danny? I did not. Tory Thompson is a guard on the TCU college basketball team, 
but let me specify the TCU women's college basketball team here. It is March. It's the end of March. It is women's, uh, you know, it's like Women's History Month, and it's the end of the NCAA tournament. So I thought it was only fitting that I would bring in a female college athlete. This is Tori Thompson, and uh, she is doing a track. I think it is called Reality. This is co- featuring someone named Woke or Woke Up or featuring Reality. It's called Woke Up. Let's play a little bit of Tori Thompson, Danny, and then what we're going to do is we'll break it down and see how she stacks up against the other rappers of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Sometimes I feel my efforts are in vain. Moving to change the way y'all see perceptions remain. All the same. Things in this life will drop you crazy. Feel insane. I roll on hope only temporarily. I feel this pain. This seemed too bad. No rain from the skies. Heard the thunder. Never knew the rain came from my eyes. Words like sports. Get ready for the battles and wars. Regardless if you're covered or not. When the rain it pours. It pours. All right, Danny. So there's a little bit of uh, Tori Thompson. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I don't hate it. It's definitely not the worst, for sure. It's definitely not the worst. Yes. It is definitely not the worst. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's the best either. It was not up at the Marvin Bagley level. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It is not up to the level of my guys, Young Kyle's and the trap game maestros. It is not up to the game of my man, Kenneth Cashman, the Roto-Aware commissioner. You know what it is. Got to give a big shout out to our people on Roto-Aware out there. What we're going to do is we're going to have my man, Kenneth Cashman, come on the Fantasy Freestyle because he has some bars also. My man Kenneth Cashman dropped a track on Twitter the other day, and it was like all about, um, you know, kind of fantasy, um, which I thought was kind of dope. So we might have to play that a little bit next week and get my man Kenneth Cashman from Rotoware on the show to break it down, talk a little bit about how he uh, drops the drops the uh, the stats over beats. My man Kenneth, he uh, he opened for KRS One once back in the day, also. So I think that is pretty interesting. But I agree with you. I agree with you, Danny. It was all right. You know, it was I, but it wasn't the best, you know, but it definitely belongs in the rankings ahead of some of these other lazy Southern rappers. Hey, Danny, let's uh, conclude the show. As usual, I want to hear from the Stats Over Beats Cypher. Uh, you know, we got sometimes we got people like regulars in the chat room, like Strong Style, Lance Davis. I do also want to give a big shout out to my man, Jim Ross. Jim Ross, who's sometimes in her chat. I know he's a fan of the fantasy Best Friends Forever. I met Jim Ross on Saturday in an industry auction, doing a little fantasy baseball auction. And I met Jim Ross. He was coming out to support the guys on the Best Friends Forever. We hung out, had a taste together, had a little beer. Big shout out to Jim Ross as well as part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. What do we got going on in the chat room, though, Danny Otto? I have to say, Lance Davis is here. It's Return of the Lan- of Lance Davis. Return of the Lance. <laughs> What's going on, Lance Davis? Big shout out to you, obviously, for being down with the stats over Beat Cypher. What's Lance got to say? Lance is wondering if, if Saquon can fall to the Bears. The Bears? Yeah. No. No? Absolutely not. I guess he's Where- hoping that. He said my Bears. No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think, Sa- to be honest, right now, I think... If I were the G-Men, if I were the Giants, that would be my pick. And they just went ahead and they signed Jonathan Stewart, who's like 31, 32 years old. If you're going to take your shot with Eli Manning, if you're going to keep Odell Beckham, you got to take your shot and you got to grab Saquon and try to help him out. 
uh, try to help Eli out. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Saquon goes number two, but if he doesn't, I still don't think he falls to the Bears. Uh, do we got anything about anything else in the chat? Uh, we got one question from Seth. Okay, what's up, Seth? Said, uh, do you think the Bills will successfully trade up and get a quarterback? Yeah, I actually do. I actually do. And Florio, I'd love to hear Florio's opinion if he's still down there in the fantasy pit of misery because I know he is a Bills fan. But I said it at the beginning of the show. I think actually the Giants, in reality, if they keep the pick, I think they should go Saquon Barkley. I don't think they're going to keep the pick. I think, I think a lot of teams that are quarterback hungry are now going to have to trade up to the number two pick. They're going to have to leapfrog the Jets in order to get their quarterback. And I think the two teams that might in fact do it are the Buffalo Bills and in that division, the Miami Dolphins. I would not be surprised if one of these teams do in fact jump up to number two and we see and we see uh, quarterbacks go one, two, three. Okay, And we also may even see another quarterback at five with Denver. I think we could have an early quarterback run, and then you maybe get Saquon Barkley, Quentin Nelson in there as well, which is why these teams I'm talking about, like the Colts and the Bucks, even your Bears, you know, down there, they may have their pick of the non-quarterback. Any team like the Bears who got their Trubisky last year and now have other needs to fill, watch. I think they're going to be in it. But yes, I do think the Bills might go ahead and trade up to go on and get their quarterback. And they have the draft capital to do it. Um, do we got Mikey Florio there? Yes, you do. Hey, Mikey, how you doing? We had a, we had a guy in the chat. Asking, do you think the Bills are going to go up? I don't know how much of the freestyle you've been listening to, but I think part of what the Giants are doing here is declaring themselves open for business, not only with Odell, but at the number two pick overall as well. And I think somebody is going to try to leapfrog the Jets to get to that number two pick to go ahead and get their quarterback of choice. And I think the Bills are one of the teams that could do that. What say you, best friend forever? Yeah, I I could see them doing that. I also could see them... Not moving that high up and taking a Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson. A Lamar Jackson, a Mason Rudolph. Yeah, they they will be on one of those. They will definitely leave the first time with a quarterback, in my opinion. And I do, do they I have two picks? Two. Yes, they have 12 and 21. So do you think 12 would be good enough? Like, I don't think they can get Baker. At 12, I think, you know, Darnold, Rosen, Allen, and Mayfield will all be gone by 12. What do you think? Yeah, I could certainly see that, and that's why I think their plan at 12, I think, would be Lamar Jackson. Mm. I could see them moving. I don't know if they move up to two, but I could see them moving inside the top 10 to get a Baker Mayfield. To try to get Baker Mayfield or package, like you said, the 12 and whatever it was, 21, 23, something like that, to go up to number two and maybe take a shot and get the producer, I mean, excuse me, the quarterback that they need. So we will keep it locked. Listen, Seth, I do think they make a move. I do think they try to grab a quarterback. You have Bills fan, Bills Mafia member. Mike Florio as well, seconding my opinion. So I do think you're going to wind up with a quarterback. When you wake up on like April 28th, you will have a quarterback that's going to wind up ahead of the depth chart of Nathan Peterman. I'll tell you that right now. But that's my time, guys. I got to get on out of here. What we're going to do in the late week pod, I'm going to give you my Major League Baseball like World Series predictions and values on uh, futures bets. I'll give you my Cy Young. I'll give you my MVP in both leagues. And I'm also going to talk about new issues the NFL is facing in the concussion settlement uh, that they're maybe playing out. And also about a couple of guys that are uh, trying to work their way back into the league. Talking to a little Johnny Manziel, talking to a little Colin Kaepernick. We're talking another 49er, Eric Reed. 
What do they all have in common? Tune into the Late Week Pod and find out. Rate, review, subscribe so you get everything from your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority here of the Fantasy Network. I'll see you on the Fantasy Freestyle next time around. I'm out. Peace. This is me rapping, by the way.